Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Man, I just walked to the grocery store back and I saw the oldest postman I've ever seen before. Easily had to be 75 years old. Um, like shuffling, shuffling Oof. down the street, down the sidewalk. I saw his truck, which was huge, like twice the size of a normal mail truck. And I see this guy, and he's, he doesn't even have like one of those little push cart you know, things with the mail. He's only carrying like as many letters as he can hold in his hands. And like, I'm like, don't they have like a great federal pension for these guys? Like, why is this guy mm-hmm. still working? They do. Uh, it's like, it's also fucking, you know, almost winter now, even though it's about to be 70 degrees this weekend. So it's already dark out. And I'm like, this old guy's fucking driving this huge truck at night. Like that's, that's yeah. can't be right here. Like, why is he doing this? Does he, you know, like is, did his wife pass away and this is all he has left? Like, do his kids yeah. not call anymore? Like, you know, so, so so this is all he has. He's just like shuffling down the street and driving a truck that's too big at night. He shouldn't be. So he's, you know, and until he runs over someone else's kid and kills them, then they'll finally be like, okay, you have to retire now. <laughs> so, that's depressing, though. Well, so, yeah. you know, the post office is weird because I actually at one point had applied to work there. So I kind of went through a good chunk of the hiring process. Oh, I and, and I think it's probably more likely he started with them late in his life because you have to be there for like. 25 years or whatever i forget the exact you know whatever it is to kind of get that sort of retirement so it's possible he just like either quit or got fired or laid off from another job at like 60 and then started with them so now it's a matter of like which god that yeah it's depressing we live in hell we live in hell we we really do or or, or he's a guy like me that wanted to avoid the 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 hell of like living your best years trudging down the street in the rain and shit and decided like i'm just gonna live my best years and i'll start i'll start a career when i'm like 55 right yeah right hey you know never too late (laughs) never too late to destroy your soul on a daily basis um (laughs) but you know doing the same thing over and over oh god i'm that cheery now speaking of the same thing over and over uh, i did watch the new uh, halloween movie this week oh halloween ends did, did they um, did they finally uh get that rascally michael myers <laughs> uh undecl- undecided no i'm just kidding uh no so yeah you know it, it's weird because this movie we got and i'm not gonna spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet uh i, I think if you wait can you, enjoy- can you at least tell me does it take place on halloween it does take place on Halloween. Oh in God! And, Damn sorry, it! You know, not again. Um, and, Mike, and Michael Myers is there, and he's tried to kill Laurie Street. Yeah, it's a whole. Yeah, it's very original. But no, I, honestly, the this movie actually. So, like, if you liked the first of the new Halloween movies, like the 2018 one, the first of the Blumhouse versions, you'll probably like this one. I really enjoyed it, and it, it it's getting almost universally like flamed by by most like kind of the hardcore most of the hardcore halloween fans a good chunk of them at least the fans of the rob zombie uh films right oh god yeah (laughs) i I don't know that movie has any fans but yes in as much as it does Uh, no so you know this movie was really interesting and i'll just give really broad you know because i'm not going to go into the plot too much but a people it, it it reminds me of a lot of the stupid criticisms we hear about any art that kind of takes choice like that makes choices that are interesting or different or off the beaten path that we've talked about where basically Michael Myers, you know, is not in a huge chunk of this movie. And a lot of this movie is about basically the sort of wretched evil at the heart of like a small suburban, you know, uh, sleepy town where these people 
you know, almost get infected by the, the this tragedy just kind of happens so much that it almost sort of infects the soil and people are just, you know, naturally fucked up and mean and like hateful towards each other. And it brings out this darker side in people. And a lot of this movie so the, is the about... real the real killer is the, the the ring cameras that everyone has on their door. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I it's mean, the it next door app. That's into... the real. That's the real. No, that's you, you will. You will find some some aspiring serial killers on those apps. I mean, I've seen some shit. I joined them my local one just because I'm curious what my psycho neighbors are saying. And like, I just kind of watch what they say. I mean, isn't, very... isn't everyone that you join your local one? You know, like you would enjoy like, hey, I want to join up the next No, no, I'm just saying I, I did join my local one because, <laughs> right. Uh, no, yeah, it's creepy. They have to send you like a postcard in the mail to make sure that you actually live at that address. And then you input that to like. Oh, man, address. nobody can get past that. What a firewall they came up with. <laughs> right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, but so, but like a good chunk of the movie actually deals with sort of, I don't want to say an apprentice to Michael Myers, but some basically somebody that's more or less not emulating him but it becomes you know it, it it's basically like a master apprentice situation and it, huh. and it's very interesting and it's a really interesting did one of the of podcasters twist. go too far with it is that what happened no i think they're dead <laughs> they died in the first one i think oh there can't be just two sets of podcasters it's michael myers there's got to be more <laughs> I know. and trust me no, um, i know podcasters we're obsessed <laughs> this is true this is true uh, no, and I actually really thought it was interesting and took some interesting, you know, did some interesting things, but because it wasn't, oh, well, Michael wasn't this strong and he got overpowered by this guy and he's so weak. I was like, he, first of all, Michael Myers is like 70 years old in this movie, like in, in canon in this movie. But he's magic, though, he, too. In the, in the last movie, uh, for people that didn't see it, not a great movie, Halloween Kills, it, it basically... It, the the title kind of says it all. He kills like sixty people. There's like a mob of people in, in in that movie that try to like that basically like beat him to death in the street, but they leave just enough like wiggle room. It, it's very much like a mountain and uh, the Viper situation where they leave him just alive enough that he makes his miraculous comeback and literally kills like fifty to sixty people at the end of that movie. Uh-huh. Um, it, it but it's really poorly written, so I wouldn't even recommend watching it. But but, so the um, real title they should have gone for was Halloween Bombs. Yeah, but but I mean, they I just came up with almost... that, Hollywood. If you want to hire me as a writer, I can come up with even better right. material <laughs> for you. But, but, but I mean, they legitimately almost kill him in that movie, and this movie takes place a couple years later, and he, again, he's like 70 years old. Like, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, he's not supernatural in this series. Like, if, you know, in this ser- in this version of, you know, the character where it's just, you know, following the first movie, he wasn't supernatural. So he's just a guy of really fucking strong psychopath who who loves fucking stabbing well, things. And according you know. to me, Halloween two, the original Halloween two, to me is canon. And according to that movie, he is supernatural. So, well, you there. can't see after having both of his eyes shot out. To be fair, but uh, well, that's that, I mean, he uses his third eye. What, what's so hard about that? It's, it's true. Have, have you tried shooting um, out his third eye? No, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know, it was just another typical fanboys crying over, you know, people not doing the same movie. Like, do you really want to see another movie where Michael Myers stalks Laurie Strode and she almost kills him, but he gets a, like, what the fuck do you want out of a, like, I don't know. I just don't want to see that movie ever again. Like, I, I don't need to see that movie ever. I again. don't need to see any of them ever again. I'm, I'm good. 
for now. I mean, I, 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 I and I like the <laughs> Halloween franchise. I do. I know I, but you do. It, I know you do. It's, it's the it's the best of the three. It just you know. doesn't have any room to grow. It's it can only be one thing. It it, it, it doesn't need to happen anymore. Like that doesn't. But honestly, that was why I loved about this movie, and not that I loved the movie itself, but what I loved about the movie is that it did try to tell an interesting story and set up some interesting things. And I think it kind of sort of chickened out at the end because they, I think they were worried about the set up some interesting things. Sounds like it could be a a series on Amazon prime. What do you think? What do you think? Think it's got potential? It's got, it's got it. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still Um, dreading the Blade Runner series coming to Amazon. I'm like, Oh great. The worst company in the world is going to be in charge of a show about the future dystopia where corporations run everything. Got to get in on that anti-capitalist what dollar. <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, but yeah, and, but no, I, and basically, I mean, so yeah. Anyway, if for anyone that likes those movies and you don't aren't like real fucking, you know, don't have that like toxic fandom where you hate anything that's different than the thing that, you know, or when you hate Star Wars, when it changes in any way, like if you're not one of those people, check this movie out. It's basically Bonnie and Clyde with with old man Michael Myers. Huh. Very good. Um, oh, but anyway, yeah. So I was bitching last week about uh, the She-Hulk finale and how I was looking forward to it. Um, it was so much worse than the entire rest of the show. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was just like of of the worst Marvel TV show. Uh, it was the worst episode, the finale, the worst episode of that entire show. It was, um, like it, it, you, I, I, I would. I can't think of anything good to say about it uh, other than that. I, I I'm glad it's over <laughs> other than that. It's not on anymore. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that like everyone didn't like it. I haven't seen I read. It was actually already like presumably canceled. Yeah. I, it was just so that she could be in a, one of the big blockbuster movies they do in right. phase, whatever the fuck I don't care anymore. Um, yeah. And whatever. It's just content. It's just content. So people keep paying that nine bucks a month to Disney. That's all it is. Yep. Yep, and when you when you could be using that fucking subscription to watch something awesome like Get Back, instead you're gonna watch the the next fucking half fucking baked you know property that Marvel shits out and it's like here you we know you'll love this you fucking pigs just eat it <laughs> like it's you know just eat what's in front of you. Um, but no, uh, yeah. So you know what what we did another thing we watched this week that we'll obviously talk about at length um, next week after the finale is House of the Dragon and. Um, you know, another great episode overall, for the most part. Uh, I uh, have major issues with the ending, but I mean, be that aside, I just not even the ending, but the execution of the ending. Uh, but that aside, I would say the I, lack I, thereof executions in the ending. Yes, yes, yes. I and and you know, and I was a little more forgiving of it until I uh, did you I, did you follow at all any of the controversy about the writer of that episode, Sarah Hess? No. She's, I mean, so there's, you know, they do those little interview, like talking head things for, yeah, they do it after the episode, but they also do some for like, you know, Hollywood reporter and shit like that. Right. And she comes across as like just a total fucking airhead who doesn't understand. She was complaining. She apparently is is not a fan of Damon's character at all. And it's apparent she's, she's very much like, so she directed two, excuse me, she wrote two episodes. She She wrote wrote the glasses. Yes. Yeah. She wrote this episode. She seems like an she airhead. Wrote, she seems like a like Ivy League literary nerd to me. Yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe airheads. Just she seems like a, I don't know. Just she seemed dumb to me when I was when I was like not dumb like yeah not dumb like book dumb but like uh, yeah I don't know just not 
shouldn't be writing for this show. She's a woman. What is she doing writing words down for a television (laughs) program that we enjoy? No, no. There are plenty of great female writers, directors. Don't say female writers. You just sound worse when you say female writers. (laughs) No, there are. I don't. How is that worse? I mean, there are plenty of great, you know, female writers, male writers, but like, I just don't. I, I've I've yet to see it. her two episodes have been my least two favorite episodes of the series, and I didn't even know they were her two episodes. She wrote this episode, an episode I believe it was six, the one where uh, Lena uh, burned like burns herself alive. The, the Damon's wife, probably I, in my opinion, probably the two weakest episodes of the series. Um, and I found out she was the one who wrote that episode, and the big controversy about that episode was that. Um, they filmed scenes of, of Damon with his kids after like being really sweet with his, with his daughters and consoling them. And they were cut out of the episode, but they even showed him in like the kind of behind the scenes footage or whatever. So how was that the writer's fault? Well, but I, I don't know for sure, but she also went on this whole tirade about how she doesn't understand how anyone likes Damon and how, and how he doesn't love his family. Like, again, I, if you don't like him as a character, that's fine. But she did seems to fundamentally misunderstand who they're, writing him as everyone else on the show and how he's being portrayed by Matt Smith, where he's, there, he's like, he doesn't care about anything other than power. He doesn't care about his family. And I would argue other than power, the only thing he cares about is his family. So for me to, I, I don't think she's fundamentally understanding at least one of the major players in this story. So I'm very concerned that she's writing uh big chunks of these episodes I don't know. I that it's it, it, it's just a thing. I, I would. I, I it, it'll be interesting to see going forward what she mm. writes next season and how. But but I sure. yeah. I, to me, that's such a fundamental misunderstanding of his character. I don't really think we whatever. know the character that well enough to say that one way or the other. But I'll leave it to the showrunners to make that up. So we'll see. Well, whatever. It's I, yeah. <laughs> it just it it, it 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 was a whole thing on on Twitter the other day. But. Uh, mm. Yeah, and and you know she's just she's just a hack because she came up with this ending of that episode where, uh, according to her, the reason that uh, happened is because she was they were sitting in the writers' room and she's like, uh, I just thought it would be really cool if she came up through the floor on her dragon. Like that was the extent of why that scene was added. It's not in the book. It makes no fucking sense why she would just do that and fly away rather than burn the fucking people that you are that are usurping the fucking There's throne that you're that you know you're going to go to war with but we're going to talk about that next week when we actually review the show we'll talk about it next week there's not a reason that's it was there's, a made up fucking reason. scene there's a reason you can there's talk a very good reason it. there's a very good reason we'll talk about it what's the reason week. what's the reason i'm not what's talking about it right now because we're not reviewing the show right now we've been on talking about movies for 15 minutes now fine that's fine I, I there's they literally made it up for the show, so I can't. They can Everything is made up for the show. <laughs> Everything you watch on TV no, it's, is well, made it's up. Taken from the words I mean, are made up from a book. It's adapted. A book from is a book. made I'm up. Just, <laughs> that's not the all right. Whatever. It's fine. It's it's fucking stupid. It was a fucking dumb moment, but that's fine. We can move on to other dumb shit like who's going to run for president in 2020. Um, in 2024, whatever fucking year it is. What is it, oh, they start in 2022 <laughs> or 2021, whatever the fuck. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, I'm ready. Th- so I'm excited. I'm excited to, to read down this list from the Washington Post. Yeah. Washington Post posted this um, basically ranking of the top 10 Democratic candidates for 2024. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's mostly just a list of, of the usual suspects of, of just garbage candidates that you would expect. 
out of uh, the Democratic Party. But I, I, you know, it's we don't really talk about the elections coming up much anymore because, frankly, they don't interest me at all. I, I, I have no fucking hope that anything interesting is going to happen or anything good's going to come of them. But I, it is always at least funny to me to see who, you know, the sort of paper of record and the the, the tastemakers in Washington think are going to be the 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 hot you know prospects for 2024 i mean we we've talked a lot about you know how, how everyone seemed to have backed off of kamala because they realized how awful she is at politics but uh you know it, of course she's still amongst that circle they still are trying to make fetch happen with her they they won't just allow that to fucking it, it, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll go down this list and we'll, we'll talk about each of these candidates, but it, it, the list will not. So I don't I don't think there will be a name on this list that will surprise you. Let's put it that way. Uh, there's at least um, one. There's at least one. Um, and I'll, and I'll explain why when we get to there, it. There's one that might surprise you because you'd be like, who is that? Like, I have no idea who that person is. But well, that was the reason. Than... But I guess, yeah, steal it from me. Yeah. OK, well, <laughs> <laughs> let's just start with the, the number 10 here. Yeah. Number 10 uh, is is AOC. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know how how the mighty have fallen uh, I in think a matter certainly. of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be applied to her. Um, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that there's any real path that she has to the presidency. She has no real support among the actual left in America anymore, and I think that she'll still have that. Oh well, yeah, she's nice and upcoming, and you blah 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 from like liberals, but like would not at all be their first choice because they think she's too far left, you know, for, for, for the good, a good chunk of the engaged democratic party voter base. Like that's, I'm sure that's what those fucking morons think. Um, so I just don't see a, a path forward for her. Uh, it, it would be, I, yeah, it, it would be very surprising. And I, and I don't think she's good enough at campaigning. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say that she's not a bad campaigner. She's not good enough at not, making stupid gaffes in terms of her reputation that I, that she, I think she would put together a campaign that could overcome something like that. That would be my thought on her, on her sort of prognosis for her chances. Do you see the video of her at a town hall and people were protesting against her and it, Oh, right. Cause she funded, she voted to fund, you know, send to fund the the Ukraine fucking proxy war. Right. So, like, and, and it was yeah. like not just some, some protesters. It was like the whole audience was, yeah. was chanting against her. So she decided to start dancing. Really? In, in I didn't response. actually watch. I saw her. I saw her res- tweet responses. I didn't actually watch the video. I saw her. Responses oh, it's too. it's so like, I don't even know if they were people who were, you know, what reason they were opposed to her for. Because it's, you know, it's a whole crowd. You don't know. They didn't have pitchforks right. or signs or anything. Um, but her her response was to flippantly dance in response to them um, protesting her. Nope, that'll show. Them. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely read well uh, when people see it on Twitter. Which and, they did. and she she did ignore like some just pointed questions like about why she would support sending arms to the Ukraine when they, when they were clearly funding fucking neo Nazi uh you know far right uh a coup military government like why would you want to send money to them and then she just like didn't have an answer and then she tried to basically you know pull identity politics in 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 like claiming that she was under attack by the people asking her questions you know like people like her constituents asking her questions about why you're it's a town hall where do they get the idea that they can participate (laughs) right like what do you what do you you think this is an open forum or something what the fuck do you think this is here for? if you want a democracy go to uh haiti i guess (laughs) 
Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so that's number 10. Uh, not a shot. Uh, <laughs> number nine, Roy Cooper. Um, Roy Cooper. So, all right, my man made it. Right, all right. Our, everyone knows Roy Cooper, of course. Uh, apparently, he's, a, he's the governor of North Carolina. Uh, I legitimately thought he was the coach of like the UNC basketball team for 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 a good five minutes when I saw that. I, I was like Roy Cooper. Uh, that sounds familiar. North Carolina. Oh yeah. But he's no. like the uh, father of a uh, Bradley Cooper, a moderately successful Hollywood star. I think I don't. I have no idea. Um, I love it, but the article didn't even include a picture along with him. So you, so you <laughs> they couldn't find one. Like I, they didn't put a picture for AOC, but like we already know who the fuck she is and what she looks like, right? But like. Roy Cooper uh, might want to at least toss a picture out there. Like, what does he what does he look like? I don't Let know. Yes, <laughs> he's white. He's maybe about 70, 75 years old, white hair, kind of just, you know, generically, uh, you know, nice smile. Let's see. Roy Cooper o- owns like a corn factory and some laundry mats. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, he's salt and pepper. All right. He's not full gray. I, I, I misjudged him. Sorry, Roy. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Once again, it, it, it again, no shot, but it also is funny that he gets the, the, the ranking above AOC because like I would bet the fucking farm that AOC will get more votes than him. Like I, you know, I don't think she'll get a lot of votes. She maybe will get 5%. And when all said and done, the primary is maybe 10% if she really has a good campaign. Ew, I just uh, looked him up. He looks like a, an old, shriveled former astronaut. <laughs> he does look like an astronaut. He's, he's, he's got that smile um, where he doesn't show his lips if he even has any, which is a thing that you have to have if you're a white man in, in the South, is have no lips. Not just no upper lip, but no lips at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but yeah, I would bet my fucking month's, month salary that there is no shot in hell that he gets more votes in AOC but you know whatever WAPO's got a WAPO um speaking of people that aren't going to get more votes than AOC uh Elizabeth Warren coming in at number eight uh just <laughs> lol that, that they think she would be fucking uh remotely viable because again much like AOC she has a similar problem to AOC in that she has no real constituency uh I think her constituency is limited to like like your mom basically and people who you know she talks to in her immediate circle just people who who i think you know uh maybe fancy themselves extremely progressive but uh, you know don't fully i, I don't know I, I don't know i don't i don't know what the what i'm looking for i i don't think she has a huge constituency basically i don't think anyone on the actual left would vote for elizabeth warren um at all especially after the 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 fucking uh, you know dog and pony show she put on during the uh 2020 primaries and i don't think she'd be liberals first choice either they're gonna go for the 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 heavy hitters that are in the top you know five of this list so um yeah nobody yeah. nobody trusts her on either side she's you know when, when you're a, a centrist of the party in a party of centrists everyone thinks you're too far one way or the other we, we all know that but yeah, she. I mean, once she pulled the no handshake on Bernie on the stage, that was just like it. That was it. That was it. We were like, nope, sorry, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was it was obvious what she was trying to do, and it was it was fucked up. And remember when they called her the front runner for like forty eight hours? You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Based on nothing, based on no actual votes taking place, she didn't no. win a single fucking primary. She lost. She came in fourth in her home state, I think it was. So you know, it's just. It's it's fucking laughable. You know, the the actual front runner, the guy who won the first couple fucking caucuses and primaries, uh, w- was actually the front runner and set to win it. 
uh, until they fucked him again. Uh, and he is at number seven on this list, Bernie Sanders. Um, Despite polling showing that he is still the most popular possible candidate, WAPO puts him at number seven. Yeah, and and I think that's honestly, I mean, I don't think that spot is realistic. I think the when you factor in the odds of him actually running again, I would be I would be somewhat surprised. I no, think this is just this is an article written by an SEO algorithm AI to you know, hey, who 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 do people know already? And they like who will click on this before we get to it with the people we actually really want you to support. That's all this sure. article is. And, and I'm not look. And again, I'm not of everyone on this list and anyone that I could think of that would run for president in the Democratic Party legit, that would legitimately make a run at it. He is absolutely the best choice uh, for for president. But I don't think he's willing to do the things that he wasn't willing to do the last eight years that he ran for president. Like, I don't, I just don't think he's willing to do those things. So I'm not, you know, holding my breath and I'm not going to get excited about it. If he starts winning primaries, um, you know, that will be great. I, I just, again, I know they're never going to let him be president. Like I'll yeah, tell you they made it clear it, for all the, for all the, you know, dog whistling or not dog whistling. Uh, what's the, what, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Sheep dogging, sheep dogging, sheep dogging. Yeah. For all the sheep dogging that Bernie did for for Biden, you know, and as much as that was crushing to see, yet predictable, um, you know, we still got at least got to give Bernie credit for beating the CIA's heart attack gun. <laughs> the uh, first known survivor, to be fair. So the, <laughs> maybe not the, the yeah, first, the, but the oldest by far. <laughs> sure. Well, the first known survivor. I'm sure other people have survived I'm, it. Yeah, but I'm like, sure Fidel Castro survived the CIA's heart attack gun when it was in oh, its he when it was in its prototype phase, and they were still just like, God damn it, we almost got all sorts of fucking murder props that they've put. You know, <laughs> the exploding cigar, like legitimately things that they actually tried to use, like exploding cigars and fucking poison cigar. Like, yeah, just just fucking preposterous. It's a whole documentary but, uh, about it. It's called the. 680 assassinations of Fidel Castro or something like that. Oh, is there, I got to check that out. That yeah. sounds like it'd be really funny. Yeah. Even, and even under Carter, even under Carter, there was like 60 attempts on Castro's life. That's, you know, and that's kind of why I'm like a part and not that I, and I think he would be the best, best candidate. Part of me, a little part of me is glad that he's not the president. Cause I really don't want to think of Bernie as a war criminal. And as somebody that, is like or hell, like allowing the CIA to assassinate leftist leader. Like because I, you don't have any control over it. It's it's a yeah. It's, you know you don't ha- you have control <laughs> well, over certain when you try things, to you, you yeah. But it's just the, the black ops that are operated under the CIA and the NSA um, and the other they do smaller departments that you know don't even have names that are known of, um, which you know usually still have a public address. It's just a you know a mildly veiled front. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not even you know you, you could call it the deep state, but it's like they're they're pretty upfront about what they want to do. They want to topple yeah. regimes that we don't like and install dictators that we do. So yeah, you know, it's not it's not much more complex than that. Yeah, yeah, and when you do try to do something about it, they they shoot you in the fucking face and the bin. You know, when you're hanging out in the fucking. Uh, convertible. That's that's what happens when you actually try to do something about it. So no one will ever try to do something about it again. Uh, they 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 definitely lesson learned on that one. Um, if only Kennedy had the Pope mobile. 
Oh man, that, that the fucking Bill Hicks bit about them showing you the other angle from the Kennedy assassination that screen comes that nobody's down, ever seen camera before. rolls. It's a version, and it's an angle of the superior film you've never seen before. Nobody says a word. Screen goes up through the smoke-filled room. Voice asks, "Any questions?" It's <laughs> great. Um, but no, I mean, and legitimately, if he did run again, I certainly think he's in much better physical and mental condition than Biden is. And they're the same age. So if you're saying, oh, yeah, I'd totally vote for Biden for a second term. There's no reason you shouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders over Joe Biden. But we all know that that's not going to happen because liberals yeah. will well, talk the, themselves out of it any way they could. The metal pole that they bolt Biden's spine to to hold him upright as he you know, shuffles around the crowd uh, you know, just Bernie doesn't have one of those, so not electable, <laughs> no, that's unfortunately. That's why he's got the Nosferatu posture, but he can't help it. Yeah, we need to call um, him the 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 uh, old Jewish man body language expert on Joy Reid's show again to uh, disparage a <laughs> Semitic man, right? Right, for having <laughs> Semitic gestures. <laughs> All right, well, so number six, uh, the Klobes, Amy Klobuchar. Uh, I, I yeah. <laughs> What needs to be said about Amy Klobuchar uh, that won't get a statement I mean, thrown at me? But Klobo Nation, it's it's what what can you say? It's uh, I can't. I really hope all these fucking clowns do run again because it would be so funny to just watch them do. It was such a it was such a great humorous period. Like it was real stressful, but it was also extremely humorous that 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 you know that kind of window where all the all the clown car candidates were running and we had like fucking Hick and Looper out on the campaign trail and John Delaney, you know. Get bringing the bringing the press to watch him do fucking you know bench squats. Yeah, like, I mean, I was a total Delaniac. I don't know about you, but I couldn't get enough <laughs> of his shirtless antics. I was like, haha, you don't have that, Putin. <laughs> and then uh, and Howard Schultz fucking humiliating himself for like three months until he was like, all right, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll give this up, guys. It's not happening. It's clearly not happening. I mean, um, Bloomberg, Bloomberg up there. Oh my god! All of like five foot four of him trying to see over the podium. He had a billion for, dollars for, on fire for billions of dollars. He couldn't get, you know, a little fucking box to stand on just to, you know, come on. A little apple cart. Yeah, really. It's just this literally. It's just it's it's like this list. This list is literally let's keep making the same mistake forever. <laughs> but, you know, that I, I get it because you don't want to stand on an apple cart and then have one of your your opponent's aides take a picture from behind the stage. That's like that's a campaign ender. That's a fucking uh dukakis in the tank picture to get a picture of you standing on an apple cart or like a fucking box while your opponents are standing on the ground <laughs> like that's a that's a campaign ender so i get it I mean, but it's like pictures don't run if you're that Pete short judges fucking lifts like you see him walk on stage and he's oh, on he's, like four inch heels gene simmons fucking lifts in his in his it's dress crazy shoes for sure. it's i mean, um, I mean of course short. they it's, they you know they pay extra money to not have that shown and bro- on live broadcast of course um but still, it's hilarious when you see those close-ups. Yeah. So number five uh, is the the coach of the LA Lakers, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Atman villain, Gavin Newsom. Right. Um. Again, you know, just how would any? It just ask. It just it should be a rule that if anyone is going to run for president. They should have to pass a just a, a a yes or no vote from the voters in their from the Democratic voters in their own state. Like like, do you, hey, do you think this is the best choice for president? Yes or no? And 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 like, if it's no, then all right, you got you guys don't you don't get to run this year because um, people in 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 these states fucking hate people like Gavin Newsom and and 
you know, same with Kamala Harris. We looked at, we saw how she did in, in the fucking primaries in her own state or how she was going to do before she dropped out to avoid the shame. Um, it, it's just like if, if people who've, who've actually been under your jurisdiction know how fucking awful you are and wouldn't vote for you, even though you're a member of their party from their home state. Um, I think that that should immediately disqualify you from being able to run for president, but yeah, he'll probably make a, he'll make a shot. He'll take a shot at it. Um, yeah. Number four, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, um, the governor of Michigan, obviously, uh, certainly not as nationally known or as awful as most of the people on this list, probably still not, uh, a good candidate. Uh, if you, if you know, for, for, for the things that we would want out of a candidate, I, I don't think she would be she's, the one. She's but. not the worst. She's not the worst, but she's definitely got that like folksy Midwest accent that doesn't like you, you can get away with that if you're a southerner, but when you're a Midwesterner, that accent like seems to irritate people in the south and people on the coasts. <laughs> I mean, not that, right. not that like a southern accent is endearing to anybody, you know, in New York City. Anyway, but I mean, I, 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 I didn't support her in the primary. Um, I supported her opponent, um, Abdullah Saeed, but she's been a decent governor once she got in there and did the, a lot of the right things with COVID um, that like no other governor was doing yet, much less yeah, in, that's true. much less in like a, a, a state like Michigan um, that doesn't have a major city. You know, I mean, Detroit's only like 800,000 people now, uh, if right. that. But, you know, it, it cost her big time and she probably won't get reelected governor because of it for, for doing the right thing there. But I, as to whether she could be, you know, good on a national campaign trail, I don't know. She seems to have good, like, you know, folksy instincts and doesn't come across like Klobuchar or some of these others where she seems very like over rehearsed or right. just inauthentic. She seems just like, yeah, she's just like a regular Midwest lady, but, you know, still you know, very career minded mom, you know, like just kind of whatever, like it, I think she'll, should run for governor again, I guess maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how she would do run for president. I don't, I don't see it. Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting um, to see, but yeah, I, I, I just think even beyond that, just, she doesn't have the na- national recognition. Um, and they're not, she's not like their golden child. Like the, it, you don't need the national recognition if the, if the party's behind making you a thing, but it doesn't seem so far like that's been the case with her. You gotta be uh, a Senator so. first, you know? And that's why so yeah. many governors run for Senator. Cause they know that you can't, you just can't be a governor and then win the presidency. It's like happened. It's, it's happened maybe twice, I think. And right. I think FDR was one of them or what, or was he, yeah. or what? No. So he was a, he was a state senator and then became governor of New York yeah. State. Yeah, and it's shit that like you know it, in modern times it almost never happens. Like it, right. it was shit that maybe would happen. Back but in was the day, FDR but... ever a, a U.S. senator? I don't have the. I don't believe. I'm gonna double check. I don't believe so. Um, I feel like he didn't. You know, he was he was president for so long he didn't have time to do all those other things. <laughs> be, right, be secretary right. of the Navy and fucking governor of New York and the president for four administrations. And so he was, um, yeah, secretary of the Navy. He was, yeah, like you said, state senator, governor of New York, and then president. So yeah, wow. that's not the, 
not the typical path. State senator is no. like not anything of significance. I mean, not that it's, you know, like I'm sure it's a good job I if mean, you get yeah. it, but it's but not. State senator I think in New York major. is pretty much, you know, like I, I couldn't tell you who governor my state of Vermont senator is right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, right. I, I could not tell you who my state senator is right now if I had to. Um, okay. So, uh, now we're getting into the fucking heavy hitters and, and <laughs> it's a, it's a very funny, yeah, but by heavy you know, hitter, I mean, uh, couldn't raise money in the most populous state in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the usual suspects, uh, that we would expect on this list that people still somehow think have a shot at running for president, which is hilarious. Uh, net number three, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, uh, excuse um, me. It's uh, Kamala D Harris. Um, yeah, not not really sure what that's about. I'm sure but, the D stands yeah. for doctor. Uh, yeah. I've never seen I've never seen her middle initial written. That's very weird. They're, that's, doing, like, they're trying to do a new thing. They're trying to rebrand something. They, 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 did, they did a focus group, and they're like, "Well, what if it was Kamala D Harris?" It's like Whoa. John Adams and John Quincy Adams. Like it's a whole different person. Like it's so you know she's a whole different person. She's not the horrible fucking politician that you remember she's a whole new politician what if it was john w booth instead of john wilkes booth would you find that more palatable oh you yeah. would okay no, for sure down as yes there <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah three full na- three full names sound serial killery but the middle initial makes it classy right you know, yeah it sounds it sounds like you're you know a literary person you know actually <laughs> right. let's just change it to, to katie harris <laughs> right katie, katie harris ha- katie harris that sounds like a white name that's there we go <laughs> Got this. We got this. Oh, also, God, in addition so, to writing for Hollywood, if any K Street lobbyists want to hire me to consult for them, I'm available for that too. <laughs> um, if you do, you want to read from these these articles? Yeah, just uh, just to kind of you know, from I mean, these, these little, are the, the top three. Um, so this is from Washington Post, where democracy dies in darkness. It's on their masthead. So, uh, black voters were key to Biden's win in the 2020 primaries, but what about a race without him? The vice president would seem to have the inside track. But unfortunately, we didn't get to see how she'd perform in states with significant black populations because she didn't even make it to Iowa. I love that they have to, like, (laughs) include that little bit there that, you know, as we've often reminded our audience that she dropped out three months to the day before Iowa. Like, didn't even didn't even drop out the same year as the primary. Um. What we do know, a recent Fox News poll showed that 65% of black voters approved of her job performance as vice president. I would argue that's extremely low for a minority racial population to be that displeased. And that's, I mean, yeah. So, but as with Biden, it's not strong support, just 25% strongly approved. (laughs) So, so only 25% of black people strongly approved of Kamala D. Harris's job performance. Um, yeah, so that's all they really had there. So, uh, no picture of commodity Harris, but we do get a picture of Pete Buttigieg at number two. Uh, he's doing a little shuffle there. It looks like he's trying to stand up or sit down and doing sort of like the guilty, the guilty frown, you know, like the, when Bill Clinton or, um, you know, the Cuomo's get caught doing a bad thing and they have to go and apologize on TV and they do, they do that, like that frown they do, you know, like, mm, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a bad guy, but I'm feeling bad. He's doing that little look there. So Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, still leads Harris as the top Biden alternative on our list. I love that they call it a Biden alternative. Like <laughs> we're ta- we'll take anything except Bernie at this point um, because he's better able to drive a message and ran a better 2020 campaign. Uh, what, what exactly was his message? I have no idea what it was. 
So if he's better to drive the message, nobody remember what the message was. Um, His message was that he did a lot of driving in uh, Afghanistan. Oh, that's right. Yes. Which is, I believe, his message. The non-mission transportation inside the wall, green zone in Kabul, um, that the military doesn't even keep track of, but he kept meticulous notes on to tell people that like, he knew the exact amount he had did. Almost as if he only joined the military because he knew it would look really good when he yeah, tried to run. Weird how president. that's a resume builder when you're a short man. Yeah. Um, he's also competitive with her in the polls despite her larger platform. <laughs> I just That sounds funny, again, because he's short. Uh, in a poll, can nothing against short people. It's just that I don't like him personally, so I'm going to pick on him. No, for being I, a short same. And, and it's also hilarious that like her being vice president and clearly just being put there because it was the only thing that would get Biden elected is her platform. <laughs> like she just like just, like it's her fucking like she has an Instagram account with like five million followers. Like she's the fucking vice president of the United States. Like it's just a preposterous way to describe it but it but it actually is pretty accurate right. for her the the, the the platform where she complained that she had nothing to do and when biden's office said like we're open to letting her do whatever she wants but she's her staff has never gotten back to us about it like and they were like printing those they, you know anonymous quotes but they were still printing those quotes publicly and people were like not that wasn't the biggest news story of the year that she's right. so incompetent that like they literally would have given her any assignment she asked for and didn't know what to ask for and can't keep any fucking staff. I mean, and you know, a lot of it is because she can't actually keep staff, which we talked about <sighs> I, probably last year. We had that, that they had that big expose on how horrible it is to work for her and how mismanaged everything I'm, is. Yeah, and I'm pr- pretty sure there's been at least two different times multiple we've had articles yeah. that we've covered about that exact phenomenon. Um, and yeah. a poll conducted shortly before our last ranking even showed him virtually tied with Biden atop um, a race in New Hampshire. Well, that's I mean. That's like a county in most states, although nobody in the poll even hit 20 percent. <laughs> so, again, like none of the if nobody hit 20 percent in this poll in New Hampshire, it means none of the candidates are somebody that anybody wants. Nobody wants these people. Um, and of course, num- coming in at number one, the best alternative to Biden is President Biden. <laughs> just, so I, I, it's like that's all this article really was, was just to get to number one and you know, going with the status quo, you don't change horses in midstream. Biden still suffers from the fact that a strong majority of Democrats simply don't want him to be their nominee again, <laughs> which is not normal for an incumbent president. This this um, or there is some evidence of his recovering a bit on these kinds of measures, just as his overall approval has recovered somewhat, but still not in a way that suggests he'd be a shoe in if he did run and faced a primary, nor does it help to have a prominent Democrat, including Senate candidate Tim Ryan, now a congressman from Ohio, very publicly saying Biden shouldn't run again. Nevertheless, he is an incumbent president who could have the field to himself and without a would-be usurper waiting in the wings like DeSantis in the GOP field, he retains the top spot. Previous ranking, also number one. So they, they do this periodically, apparently. I love how they 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 call they they refer to a challenger as a usurper as if somehow any somebody participating in democracy and running in a primary campaign is is trying to overthrow like the 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 you know this the, the game established of monarchy it's not a democracy yeah. this is this is where democracy goes to die in darkness yeah yeah <laughs> so. in, in very 
quiet fucking you know empty airless darkness that they put it in yeah. so it doesn't you know so moving on from that or transitioning from that to other biden material here um th- this this headline is just just hilarious um and shows what contempt the party has for its own base um biden vows to codify roe if democrats win midterms <laughs> Oh, you, you know that you know the majority that Democrats already have in the Senate and the House and have the White House. Well, that's not good enough. We're not going to fucking codify Roe unless you make sure that we hold on to that majority we've had for the last two years. And it's just so funny because you'll these are the same fucking morons who'd be like, "Well, I'm extremely liberal and I'm extremely progressive, but you know we need balance. Like, I wouldn't want 80 Democratic senators. That wouldn't be representative of the country. That wouldn't be fair. I think we should have a fair representation. And meanwhile, it's like, but also, yes, you need to 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 get us even more senators somehow. Our majority is not big enough. So what is the what is the sweet spot? I wonder for for actually getting anything that will help you and your family done in this country. It needs to be the exact number of senators and house members that are right. Okay. You know. you know how every Hollywood movie, like the hero fights the bad guy and then the bad guy falls down. Right. And then the, the good guy takes mercy on the bad guy. Right. And then bad guy turns his back for a second. And the, or the good guy turns his back for a second. And the bad guy gets up and tries to kill him. And then the good guy has to kill the bad guy we've we've seen that so many times that it's just like we feel like you know we have to let the the far right fascists trying to turn the country into handmaid's tale like they have to have a fighting chance to do it and then we stop them at the last second you know only the actual democratic party lets the bad guy get up and then fucking stab them in the back and then they win right right <laughs> it's just right. like they, they 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 never learn they never learn the lesson i mean the lesson is just you know we keep fundraising on doing the thing that we could have done that we won't and I guarantee yep. if if somehow by the grace of Allah, Democrats hold on to any majority in any part of the government they have, they still won't fucking codify a thing because that's their moneymaker. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the, the Democratic Party in a nutshell. Um, what uh, you wanted to touch on the Iranian thing before we got out of here, the uh, uh, Iranian athlete who was who's presumed missing. Bye, bye. This is every every time there's a athlete, especially if it's a woman from a country we don't like, and she does a thing or says a thing or has you know exists in a country or you know d- does a thing outside the country while doing a you know gym thing. Um, Western media will always suddenly say that oh, she's gone missing. Oh, she's gone missing. That the authoritarian regime. Uh, has, has has disappeared or has kidnapped her. She could be being tortured. Like the implication is that, you know, if you, you know, are from an, uh, a non-Western country and you do sports, you're a woman that your country will suddenly, you know, black box render you, you know, extraordinary rendition you to God knows where to, to reeducate you. Uh, and then you pop up a month later and have no memory of what happened. And it's just, Oh my God. But every time this happens, it's it's just like oh well she wasn't really missing it just turns out she didn't respond to you know the multiple inquiries on social media at her, on her Instagram account from all these you know like global media conglomerates trying to question her about something that she didn't want to talk about in the first place she just didn't respond to social media for a few days oh she's missing 
every time. So th- this happened. This was I forget the last time this happened, the exact circumstances of it. But it was it was it was like I think it was it wasn't North Korea. Where was it from? It was somebody from China. I think it was somebody from China, mm-hmm. and maybe it was even in tennis. Like I can't recall the exact details. I just remember it was exact same media, Western media reaction to it. Um, so, it, you know, remember when I said that, you'd know that like, we're giving up on Ukraine, uh, as, as a media narrative when we start pivoting back to Iran. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Western media has, you know, really taken the foot off the gas on Ukraine lately. Like you don't see the nonstop shit that we have for most of this year. So I see this this um, headline from Iran International English News. So I'm sure that that's that's a news organization based out of Iran uh, and not, you know, Belgium or somewhere. Um, so it says in a historic move, Iranian athlete Elnaz Rabaki, who represented Iran at the Asian climbing competition finals in Seoul, South Korea, competed without a hijab. Headscarf disobeying the Islamic Republic restrictions for female athletes. <clears throat> so she client did a wall climbing thing at a you know obscure. What was what was the fuck the the magazine from Dodgeball? Uh, obscure Sports Quarterly, I think. It was. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. No, that it sounds like straight out of something. Like yeah, that. The, the Asian climbing competition. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so she didn't have a headscarf on, which they're required to under you know Iran's rules. I mean, it's not Islamic law that says that. It's it's purely a cultural or national thing. There's nothing in the right. Quran that says that you have to wear that. It was it was a fashionable thing, fashion thing in the 1500s like that only went rich women did. That then poor women wanted to do too because it made them feel more like rich women, and that's right. all the only reason for it. And it became so common they just said, "Well, you have to do that." Well, and like that's like same with Catholicism that happens all the time. There's shit that Catholics do that isn't talked about anywhere in the Bible whatsoever. It's just some fuckhead, you know, pope in the in the 1700s is like, hey, I think you're all going to start doing this now. Yeah, I mean, all and these... it's like, oh, well, that's, you know, it's the word of God. What are you going to what are you going to how are you going to argue? Right. Like, it's, what are you gonna it, do? like the, the only thing you can find in any of these religious texts is like, you know, hey, men and women should dress modestly so we can tell the people who that are prostitutes from the people that aren't prostitutes. That's literally all that's in there. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, people just take it in different directions and petty jealousy and land ownership and women are property and whatever the fuck. So I, I just tweeted out, you know, I love it when Western media will claim a non-Western athlete has gone missing simply because they didn't respond to multiple social media messages. Maybe they just don't want to talk to you, Reuters. <laughs> right. So and I also right. tweeted out, you know, it's, uh, this was in response to somebody else retweeting this article into my timeline. I was like, it's important to remember that Saudi Arabia doesn't even allow women to compete in athletics outside their country or even in their country. And the U.S. sells SA tens of millions of weapons every year. So th- this hand ringing over, oh, this Iranian woman's so brave. Th- there was that German author that got some fucking award that I sent you the video of who's like shaving his head in solidarity with this woman. It's like, you don't even know anything about her or if she right. even did this. Like, so it turns out I was right. She wasn't, hadn't gone missing. She had just left her hotel a day early and flew home to Iran. And that was it. That was it. But according to Western media, she went missing. Like, so, so what, what happened was they messaged her on social media. She didn't respond. So they went and tried to figure out what, what hotel all the athletes were at, called the hotel. Hotel said, uh, well, we don't have any information because our guests are, you know, our clientele are, are 
private citizens. We respect their privacy. So we're not at, at liberty to connect you to her room. Or maybe she asked them not to you know, take any incoming calls or they, you know, maybe bribe somebody to say, is she there or not? And they were like, oh no, she checked out a day early. You know, it's like, oh my God, she's missing. Like, right. you know, all the pressure that athletes already get when they're trying to compete. And then suddenly there's the, the you know, center of an international, uh, you know, media kerfuffle that they have nothing, they want nothing to do with usually. And then they're getting right. thousands of media inquiries. Like you would stop answering them too. That doesn't mean you're fucking missing. Fucking Associated Press. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. So, but, so then know. when she did finally respond, she said, yeah, I was climbing and it fell off. And I was since I was 60 feet in the air, there was nothing I could do about it, which I mean, maybe that's bullshit or not. But she clearly wasn't trying to make a political statement. But immediately Western, you know, from from, you know, guy with wearing lipstick and his nails painted, shaving his head in Berlin to, you know, your average CIA defender online was like, what a brave woman for standing up for the thing. It's like she doesn't fucking probably didn't give a shit. Whether she wants to wear it or not, like she's there to do her sport, right? Like you know, and clearly other people have made political statements at, um, you know, like the, there was the the Mexico City Olympics, the guys with the fists in the in the air, Black Panther, all that. But they were explicit about it. They were like, no, we're making a political statement, right? You, you don't make a political statement and then you know turn around and say, oh no 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 I wasn't. Like you it doesn't matter where you're from if you're willing to do that then you're going to stand behind it. You're not going to just turn around and go, oh, yeah, no, actually, it was just a, an accident. Like, right. <laughs> you, you just wouldn't. Or, or you know, like, if you really were that afraid that they were going to rip your toenails out and throw you in a gulag, you just wouldn't go, you wouldn't fly back home if you really were that worried about it as an athlete, as a woman. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, all right. Well, we actually have a clip here uh, before we got out of here that we wanted to play. Yeah, because uh, it's it's getting to be close to Halloween, and I've been I've been getting the, the Halloweeny vibe from my way over the top Hispanic neighborhoods Halloween decorations. I saw a thirteen foot inflatable pumpkin in someone's yard today. Oh, that rules! Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it terrified I, me. The the kids loved it, but I was walking by like I'm gonna cross the other side of the street here. It's like fucking kaiju pumpkin. I'm like, you know, in in Chicago front yards are pretty little, so this thing. Yeah, was like, no, I, I can't even imagine like the like fenced in front yard what that would look like. Like just fucking. Like, it was like a muffin top coming up over the fence, kind of a <laughs> scenario. I, I love I, I love the fucking those the the Home Depot the twelve foot skeletons that they sell that like they only make five of every year that like you're the hottest thing that everyone tries to get just because it's such a if you hate your neighbors which you know who who can't relate to that in the suburbs because you know people in the suburbs are fucking nuts. Uh, if a lady you, walked like, her like, dog past my ring camera three times the other day and I just I was like what is she obsessed with me. Right. It's just people, people are nuts <laughs> in the suburbs. So if you don't like your neighbors and you want to just annoy them in a way that they really can't do anything about, get a fucking 12 foot skeleton, and put it in the middle of your yard. Like that'll, that'll drive them fucking nuts. And what are they going to do? Right. That's not against city ordinance. Take that homeowners association. <laughs> right. Right. No, especially if you don't have an HOA. HOAs, I'm sure there's some provision of like, oh, you, decorations must be tasteful and approved by the Super secret you by know, the church, by the church. <laughs> right, by the church, by the Methodist church. So um, we have a little uh, a little sketch here from a uh, friend of the show and friend of Jimmy Kimmel's show as well here. Um, so, yeah, let's let's just let this uh, let this roll. 
Y'all, I am so excited because the church has tasked me and Mark with putting together the haunted house this year for the kids. The theme is hell, like it always is. This year, we found this abandoned <laughs> barn, which is going to be perfect. We've separated it into rooms, and each room has a different theme, okay? For example, in one room, you walk in and you see what happens if you have sex before you're married, okay? You go to hell. In another room, you see what happens when you peel a banana and eat it seductively while making eye contact with my husband. You go to hell. And another one of the rooms, which is my special project, you see what happens when you pet a dog and you pet him too good and his dangling comes out, you go to hell. <laughs> now that is your fault. And a lot of people are scared to admit that. A lot of parents won't tell their kids that. So I got my eight-year-old Labrea and my 12-year-old ABCDEFJalea, and, and they're not going to go to hell because their mama tells them <laughs> we're not to pet a dog. So my girls aren't going to go to hell, but they are going to go to the Haunted Hell House for United Methodist Church. And we hope y'all come out too. It opens this Saturday at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> that was uh, Blair uh, Erskine. Um, very, very good comedian. I love that because she's she's from the South, right? And she's parroting people barely who are also from the South. Um, but the, the thing that she does really well isn't just the draw, part of the accent but completely mispronouncing certain vowels right which yeah. which is just like lazy vernacular um <laughs> like saying where instead of were right like that's not yeah, like a draw yeah, thing yeah. it's just saying the wrong word or or mispronouncing the word so badly it becomes the wrong word right off air go listen to it again really close and you'll you'll see exactly where she's doing it. And I don't even know if it's like she's consciously doing it or she just knows the accent so well. She knows exactly how they say words wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so great, great shit. I, I love that she's on like mainstream late night shit because like her stuff is so fucking dark <laughs> in ways that you would you would think that the like, you know, the lawyers of the censors on NBC would like that's nah, we we're going to piss off too many people with that. Talent, talent, like you know, talent, especially in comedy, talent will tend to to rise to the top eventually. It may take a while, but I mean, the the, the real hacks end up, you know, fizzling out very quickly. And the people who are actually funny, you know, the, the real hacks end up, you know, having fucking late night talk shows. But the the people who are actually funny will tend to they get you know, guest spots get on those shows. Yeah, and, get guest spots and, 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 and then, then they're a good five minutes. Yeah, and then their online stuff is like the the real the real icing on the uh, the hell cake. Well, I mean, remember fucking what, what was her face? Sarah Cooper, the the person who was she got famous for not even impressions, just like lip syncing to Trump like audio. And they gave her like a whole fucking Netflix show out of it that nobody watched. And like nobody even probably remembers who I'm talking about. But if you Google her, you'll get that, that crazy daughter fucking of, daughter of Ray thing. Cooper. <laughs> yeah, probably. Pro <laughs> Roy See, Roy, you can't even remember his first name, and we talked about him 10 minutes ago. That's how nondescript he is. It was Wait, Roy Cooper. Is it, is it Ray Cooper or Roy Cooper? Did no, it's Roy Cooper. Is it's it? Roy. Oh. <laughs> That's how fucking nondescript he was. Um, no, but remember her? She had that fucking like, Netflix show for, no, for fucking... No, no. But I tell you, I I'll, I will remember Everyone's, Michelle yeah. Wolf's Netflix show that got like eight episodes before it got shit-canned until the day I die. Right, because she's actually was. funny, and it was flew too close to the sun, and like made fun of people that you know that the elites didn't want to have made fun of for whatever fucking reason. So it was like, ah, well, I guess she can't have a show anymore. It's too, too, a little too on the nose. Like that's just you know, man. I, every time I go on, on Netflix, it will show me you know like the line of stand-up comedian shows that I can watch, 
And it's like half things I've already watched because they're good. And then comedians I know I'm going to hate. And then it'll, it'll sprinkle in some some lady comedians. Um, and it's always the same kind of Midwestern, Southern white woman in her 30s that thinks that, you know, like the the way to appeal to comedians is is to appeal to the white guys that like other white dude comedians that just do dick jokes. Right. And it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to do dick jokes too. And it's like, it's not funny when they do it. And it's really unfunny when you try to think that that's the way I'm going to laugh. Cause all of you people are not funny to me. <laughs> right. The, 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 that's my second least favorite genre of stand up behind like the, the, the 50 thumbnails of the, of the variations of like triggered that you have to scroll through. Like every fucking like, like sort of right leaning comedian has some sort of variation of the word triggered in their stand up special title. Like, you know, oh, it, you, it's you just... didn't watch Colin Farrell's red, white and screwed. Right. It, it's just, it's <laughs> or just, whatever it's the just fuck a... it was. I don't know what the fuck it was called. It was called something like that. And it's just, yeah, it's like, Oh, you like Bill Hicks. Well, you're good. Colin, you're going to Colin Quinn. You mean, Colin right? Quinn. Colin... Yeah. Colin, <laughs> not the, not, not the penguin, not Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell, Colin, whatever. They're both from you know they're making a fucking penguin spinoff series. Of course they are. Weird. Of course they are. So weird. I, I, I mean, you can't, he's the funniest part of that movie. I mean, I, I'm fine because with it, he but... was barely in it and he stole every scene. No, it's I... like a whole show about him. Hey, what are you showing me over here? Come on. Yeah. I remember the line. I no, it's funny. It's fucking great. But it's great. It's but it's like that that was funny because it was it was a funny, explicitly funny moment in an otherwise completely bleak film. It's a completely serious, deathly serious <laughs> fucking movie. But it, to have I mean, I can't believe he'd want to be in that makeup for a whole fucking series. Like that's I mean It seems miserable. I and I'm sure because it's Matt Reeves producing it, the guy who made uh the Batman. So I'm sure it's gonna be good and it'll be in that same tone and tonality and universe where it's just a dark crime drama about the, the sort of like fall of the Falcone crime family. I mean, now that he's gone to prison and basically the rise of penguins. I don't want Amazon. I don't want Amazon to make anything ever again. No, it's HBO. It's HBO. Is it it's HBO? HBO? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's H- cause it's Warner brothers. So HBO's. Oh God. It's uh yeah it's it's the big it's the it's the newest big conglomerate fucking corporation HBO uh Warner Discovery fucking you know that that conglomeration of of companies that's now the biggest company in the world biggest entertainment company in the world who owns who owns A twenty four I'm sure it's like they're um, they're they're under one of those I, umbrellas too I think they're still independent but they they just get I, they partner for distribution i think with other studios but they are such a slippery slope it is a slippery slope but they are still independent it's owned by some guys i mean you gotta have somebody distribute it somehow because fucking they own the airwaves right they own the theaters you gotta get get it out there somehow but they uh yeah yeah no they're and they're they're fucking great so that that's uh hopefully they they stay that way and don't get too too big for the for their own you know for their own good but we'll see yeah well, I had one little bit about Ukraine, but it can wait till next week. It's not that funny other than just, again, it's an example of like, hey, they're doing the thing we don't like that we also do. Kind of a right. riff. But uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, um, uh, military drones are so small, they can fit in a backpack now. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they're that's, called that's... they're called switchblade drones. <laughs> And you, wow. you just oh, okay. the wings flip out like a switchblade, and then you throw it, and it can fly forty five miles and then blow up a school. 
So oh, sweet. I'm sure that won't at all be misused and it'll only be used for for safety missions and inspecting fires before you enter them and things like that. Yep. That won't, well, to, that won't to fit, at all be used to, fit to in the backpack. They can't have any heavy, sophisticated surveillance or camera equipment. They can only have a bomb. <laughs> oh, good. So just complete indiscriminate. Like, hopefully this just, flies yep, and, and explodes in front of the right person. You, you throw it, and then the, the little tiny propeller is supposed to carry it 45 miles and hit the right wedding party. Oh, that, that, yeah, no, that, that, that should work out. I think that's so out. if we'll get to that maybe in two weeks, once we get back into the political drudgery of, um, the month of November. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, that'll be awful. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, so this week, uh, yeah, or next week, rather, we're going to be talking about the game of Thrones finale, which looks fucking insane from the preview. Uh, it looks like we're going to kind of get our first taste of like fucking dragon on dragon uh battles full-blown battles uh which we've yeah really not ever seen on that show i mean we got like a, a, a sort of like a zombie dragon battling a regular dragon but it, 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 it was too dark to tell what character. was happening anthony i couldn't tell i mean they <laughs> i mean they kind of they kind of clipped each other oh, a couple God. times but yeah it should but be. it'll be actually interesting to see them used in like a, a an actual like warfare situation with two like human non-zombie elements like tr- like using them strategically that'll kind of be an interesting thing to see how they uh how that happens how they deploy those and things like that so yeah it'll be interesting yeah, yeah it'll be cool to to see that and then wait till 2024 for the continuation of the story <laughs> right and we'll actually have a, a character that we can unproblematically root for because they're gonna introduce one a, a ancestor of the starks whatever stark is currently running winterfell so that'll be good uh i'm sure and hopefully that'll be a, a main character that we can actually uh enjoy yeah i mean it's like we've said this before but they need to get some salt of the earth characters in there because it's just focusing completely on they need funny characters funny people. characters they need funny characters just... yeah they need some really smart characters too they need some characters that can provide commentary on everything because this this season as much as i've loved it it's just been like okay we get it they're all terrible people let's fuck it <laughs> like <laughs> and and you know there's obviously characters we like more but there's uh, the problem is every character right now that's on the show including the ones that you you like more than others are 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 vying for power and and the most interesting people on game of thrones are always the people that weren't vying for power or the people yeah. that didn't want power. And I'm sure it's going to get right there. Now. You know, a lot of great shows will take their entire first season to make you hate the characters. And at the very end, do one tiny little thing to make you go, oh, there's hope for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Well, hey, fucking um, Jamie Lannister. Abusive you know. father syndrome. It's like you just treat kids like shit. And then once a month, you bring them home a gift. And you're like, you're the greatest father <laughs> in the world. Like, I'm Don Draper. I've done my job here. Yeah. See you later. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. So that does it for us this week. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, p- Patreon.com slash move left. Um, SoundCloud.com slash move left. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bikes. Yeah. We'll see you next time.